You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in, guys. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Happy Monday. It is a great start to the week. We have Scandival week. The finale is this Wednesday. We got some big Roni news that dropped today. We got a trailer. We got an announcement. We got a cast. It's it's been a lot, and we're gonna break a lot of it down. I have a Chrisley update um, on how Julie and Todd are doing in prison. Um, some Vanderpump rumors, a lot to break down. So where should we begin? First off, just want to remind everybody, I do have two upcoming live shows: one on June fifteenth at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood with Lala Kent, and then one in New York City on July twenty sixth. You can go to with the Brav Bros. We're doing round two with the Brav Bros. We went from Philly, we sold out, now we're going to New York. So head over to nofilterlive.com, nofilterlive.com, and get your tickets. Okay, so where do we want to start with this week's tea? Um, I guess let's start with Roni, because it looks like we finally have a legacy show and actual like production plans to begin filming this summer. So... The ladies are going to be taking a vacation to St. Bart's at the NBC Upfronts today. It was announced that the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 5 will actually be a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Roni Legacy, which I think is smart. This should have always been the concept, something short, something sweet. Filmed within a week, no more than two weeks, kind of just seeing the women reunite and kind of give us those nostalgia vibes, throw back to the OG days um, and kind of help us reminisce on what Roni was and, and just kind of tie it up in a nice little bow, right? Short, sweet, six episodes, which is typically what Ultimate Girls Trip is. And I think that the concept is great. I'm not like super jazzed about the cast. So we have Luann. We have Sonia. We have Dorinda. We know that they were originally in talks for whatever the original legacy show was going to be. We also have Kelly Ben Simone. Um, we have now added Ramona Singer back into the mix. Ramona Singer is going to bring her Ramona Singer stinger. So Luann, Sonia, Dorinda, Kelly Ben Simone, Ramona Singer. And then we also have Kristen Takeman, which I thought was a bit interesting. Happy to see Ramona in the mix. I could do without Kelly Ben Simone, but fine, whatever. Let's let's loop her back in. She filmed with all of all of them, right? Luann, Sonia. Yeah, she filmed with all of them. Except Kristen. Kristen, I think, is like the wildest one to throw into the mix. Um, 
I just didn't think she was that great of a housewife. And she was only on for, what, two, three seasons? Two two seasons, right? And she had the terrible taglines of, like, I may be dumb, but at least I'm pretty. Or I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but at least I'm pretty. And I'm just like, it was just like a terry. I don't know. I didn't really care for Kristen. And then she dipped out when there was all of the scandal uh, surrounding her husband. Remember, he was caught on Ashley Madison. And then she did not agree to come back for the following season. So interesting that of all of the housewives are bringing her back like I feel like we could have done like a Tinsley we could have done um even a, a Carol or a Heather Holla Thompson I think would have been a little more interesting than Kristen Takeman but there is also no Jill Zarin Jill Zarin is not returning for this ultimate girls trip and it doesn't even sound like they asked Jill to participate the original concept was supposed to have Jill and Kelly, Ramona, Dorinda, Sonia, Luann, and all of them were supposed to film together for this legacy show. And I guess contract negotiations fell through. Jill didn't want to sign her contract. She even like went around and I remember her doing interviews. I think she was on Jeff Lewis Live and she was just like, here's what happened. I, you know, one of the housewives called me because I didn't want to sign on for the money and I wanted, you know, favored nations. Everybody gets paid the same. I started the show. I cast three women on the show, blah, 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 right? Making it seem like she's the reason. At least that was the sentiment I got based off of the interviews that she was giving at the time, that the sentiment that she was giving off was that she was the reason that Roni didn't move forward. And I think she said that on Jeff Lewis, right? Where she was, or maybe it was on a red carpet interview. I don't remember. And I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the the name and the person and the outlet. And I know people get mad at me when I don't do that. They're like, you didn't mention my Instagram account. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, guys. Like my, my brain, um, I forget things. But so I remember her specifically saying, if anybody can find a link to it, she said something about how they didn't want to do a concept with just four women, right? She's like, it was Kelly, it was Dorinda, Luann, and Sonia, and they didn't want to do a concept with just the four of them. So once I pulled out, like, there was no reason for them to move forward. I remember her saying that. It was Jeff Lewis Live or a red carpet interview, possibly both. Um, I think it was with Ricky Cornish, right? It was like a red carpet interview, and then she did a follow-up with Jeff. But anyway... She's now given another statement. And so Jill Zarin is telling page six that legacy didn't happen because it wasn't meant to happen. And that's the truth, which I find interesting. She says it has nothing to do with me and it has nothing to do with the it has to do with the producers and what they decided to do. I don't really know. So it seems like she's kind of like flip flopping on what her position was because she gave interviews where she's like, it didn't happen because of me. And then now it seems like. She's like, well, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. And she also kind of makes it seem like she didn't really want to do the show when it's like, you obviously wanted to do the show. Like, this is legacy. This is OG. Like, even if you don't want to film regular Housewives, like, you want to be one of the legacy Housewives because you want to be like, I'm important. I meant something in this franchise. I was the heart of the franchise. So good for her. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the producers wanted to deal with her. I'm pretty sure they were like, you were annoying. Contract negotiations were stalled because of you, because you didn't want to sign your contract. And you're right. We didn't want to do it with just four women. And now like, we don't really want you because we don't need you. Imagine like the ego though. Like she has to really, her ego has to be really bruised right now because not only is the show moving forward without her, but then they replaced her with Kristen Takeman, who's like one of the least impactful. Like you can put Kristen Takeman like maybe above Jules. Remember Jules Weinstein and who's the other one? Um, Cindy Barshep. 
Like, you could put Kristen Tegman just above the two of them. I think even Cindy Barship maybe was more impactful than Kristen because Cindy at least was, like, Bethany's replacement, and that's kind of how she was amped up. And so I, I feel like that was kind of setting her up to fail, to, you know, letting her come off as, as Bethany's replacement. But, yeah, I just – or even Barbara Kay, you know. Kristen Tegman's, like, in that, like, lower level in the fish room tier of Rony Housewives – to me, it's just, it's not that, like, I like Kristen. She's cute. She's pretty. I kind of wish that, I hope Ramona and the girls kind of grill her about the Ashley Madison thing and why she decided to stay with her husband after that because he was outed when that leak happened. So I guess we shall see. But Roni Legacy is set to film in St. Bart's, which is where they went on vacation back in, I think, season five. So they're going back to St. Bart's, which I thought was good, too. I knew they couldn't do Morocco because season four of Ultimate Girls Trip was already set in Morocco. And, I mean, I don't know how much Scary Island they kind of want to reenact. I know Scary Island wasn't in St. Bart's. St. Bart's was the the pirate trip, remember, when uh, Heather Holla Thompson was like, Luann... You know, you brought strange men into our rooms. You brought strange men into our rooms. And Lynn's like, be cool. Don't be all uncool. And then Kara was like, I heard two men's voices in the middle of the night. And one of them was Luann's. So we're going back there, which I think is cute. Go back to somewhere you've already been. Morocco would have been perfect, but obviously we're not going to go back to Morocco because we just did season four. But I think the concept is good. This is what I always wanted of a legacy show for Real Housewives of New York. I don't love this cast. I'm not, I mean, I love Ramona, Dorinda, Sonia, and Luann. Like those core four I think are great. I don't really know what Kelly and Kristen are going to bring to the show. But at least we have those core four. And at least we have Luann and Ramona, who are the OGs. And then we have Dorinda and Sonia, who I think really brought a dynamic lightning bolt once they joined the show. They really became part of the fabric of New York. I wish we would have gotten Tinsley, though. And I know Tinsley's been hard to nail down. But even Dorinda said it when we did the live show in Philly with the Brav Rose last month. Dorinda said that she would have loved to have seen Tinsley come back. Which now makes me think, if Dorinda was saying all of this on stage, I wonder if, obviously, Dorinda was in negotiations at the time because this was just a couple of weeks ago. So I'm pretty sure this offer was already on the table and they were kind of just fine-tuning everything before the announcement this week at the NBC Upfronts. But... It's interesting that she brought up Tinsley's name, and I wonder if she did because maybe Tinsley was originally in talks to join this legacy vacation show. They should have gone to Cartagena. That would have been funny. That would have been a lot of fun. Um, that I'm sure was an option as well, but I think same parts is good. But Sorry, Jill Zarin. Keep selling those rugs, girl. Okay, this week is Scandival finale week, which I'm excited for. I did the full um, you know, breakdown on what's to come in the finale and then recapped last week's episode and talked about what's to come in the reunions. So you can listen to Friday's episode if you want to catch up on that. But Tom Sandoval, the night that they filmed at Sir in last week, which was supposed to be the finale. So that whole night, remember when Katie called Raquel to see you next Tuesday, apparently it continued to escalate. And there was a lot of drama that happened that night that didn't end up airing and that got cut. I think this would have been a great compelling finale regardless if that's where they would have left it. But so this is um, just, you know, with the rumblings on the online interwebs, but apparently Tom Sandoval told Katie's mom to shut the fuck up. Like he, Remember, he was, like, talking. I remember Raquel was like, what, Terry? Because she's like, Raquel, I just have one thing I want to say to you. And then she's like, what, Terry? And then Terry's like, did our conversation in Vegas mean absolutely nothing to you? 
And then she's like, what did she say? She was just, she like rolled her eyes and she's like, oh my God. I'm just like, bitch. And then Katie was like, who raised you? And I was like, who raised you? And they like went off on her. And Katie's like, that's my mom. Well, apparently even uh, Katie's brother, Joey also like got into the mix and things continued to escalate. And there was like a lot of yelling and like Schwartz was even in some drama that night for not defending Katie and Katie. I don't know. Apparently there was just lots and lots of drama that ensued that night, which makes me think maybe last week's or the episode before last week would have had a little bit of the something about her stuff in it before making the finale like a lot more explosive than what we actually saw. But obviously we know Scandal ended up becoming the, the main center storyline that took precedent over the Katie and Tom storyline. So that's why we didn't see much of the drama that went down at Sir that night. We saw bits of it, but mainly regarding Raquel and Tom, because we know they're the ones that become the focus in this week's episode. So the moment uh, this was on revealed on Kristen Doty's podcast. So according to her pal, Janet Elizabeth, she claims that Sandoval told Terry to shut the fuck up that night when he confronted her in last week's episode, when they had that exchange right after Raquel like rolled her eyes at her. Apparently it didn't air, but we did see in the original mid season trailer that was released a few weeks ago that Ariana's brother, Joey does get involved as does their friend Brett, who's been on the show a few times. Now he's the guy that was skinny dipping with Ariana in the pool. Remember in the trailer and everyone's like, who's this mystery man? And then I had him on the podcast to talk about it. So he teased that things did get out of hand. He's kind of the one that like told me, listen, a lot happened. Um, he says that he's shocked that Sandoval even inserted himself like that and that um, Schwartz should have checked him. But Brett told me that, you know, he wouldn't be surprised. There was a lot of screaming that that night and he wouldn't be surprised if this was said. He didn't hear or he can't confirm nor deny whether or not he heard Sandoval tell Terry to shut the fuck up. He did say that there was a lot of screaming. He was having his own thing going on um, and he wouldn't be surprised if you know, Sandoval did actually say that. I will, I guess I would be a little surprised though. Cause I'm like, how do you tell somebody's mom to shut the fuck up? Like, it's just so rude and so disrespectful. And again, it's a rumor, but Kristen's friend, Janet is saying that this is what she heard. Apparently there was a source close to production that denied that that was actually said. Who knows? Who knows? TBD. But I mean, my thing is, it's like Schwartz should have inserted himself at this point. Like, that's his mother-in-law. You know, that's who he just had a conversation with. She's still sort of technically family. So I just don't understand why he wouldn't insert himself to, you know, just be like, hey, dude, be disrespectful or don't be disrespectful. Have some respect for Katie's mom. You may not like Katie. That's fine. Katie's my ex. But her mom, this elderly woman, like, let's like not be this dumb where we're going to yell at her, you know? And then even Katie's brother, Joey, went on Instagram and he called them both garbage humans for the way that they spoke to his mom. And then Terry chimed in herself and she was thanking her son for standing up for her. So it definitely, I mean, I think Mama Terry is loving her moment in the spotlight, but listen, Rocky, Rocky, Bang, Bang and Sandy Balls just did not, they're not given for me because I'm like over the two of them, but I... I'm very much looking forward to the finale this week. Culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. 
And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out, and you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app, or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Hulu, or actually ABC rather, just announced that there is a new documentary. So we had, what was it, The Housewife and the Hustler and The Housewife and the Shawshanker. Well, now there's a new documentary coming to Hulu called Randall the Scandal. Dun, dun, dun. And it airs on Monday May 22nd. So this upcoming Monday, a week from today, we will get to see the Randall scandal and we'll get into all of it. I believe Lala was interviewed for it. I believe Lala's mom was interviewed for it. Lala's brother's in it. So there's a lot. I Listen, I know Lala is ready to just mention it all. You know, she's on this crusade to help other women, which I think is good. And she's raising a lot of money for charity and she's doing a lot of advocacy work. And I think it's good. This is a really reformed Lala that we haven't seen before. I think being a mother and just being in the position that she was in with Randall and now leaving Randall, I think she's she's changed. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. It drops this upcoming Monday on Hulu, Randall the Scandal. I'm going to watch it. I'll do a recap. So I think next week's uh, book club, our Tuesday Night Live, which is usually a recap of something, that's what it'll be. We'll recap the Randall scandal. So I'll watch it next Tuesday. So get ready for that. Mark your eye, Cal, Monday, May 22nd on Hulu. But while we're on the topic of Zavander Pump, Lala, Ariana, and Sheena signed a deal with uh, I think it was Uber Eats, they're doing a um, a very special promo. So Lala went on Instagram to tease that the finale is going to be wild, and she's like, "You need tissues, and you need alcohol if you drink alcohol, and you need, you know, you need warm tea because you're going to be screaming at the TV." And she really humped, sorry, she really pumped up the Scandal finale that airs on Wednesday. But so they also did a deal with Uber Eats and Bravo, and so this Wednesday Uber Eats is running a special a special BOGO promo and you can get some new boys lie call an Uber, not your ex merch, which will be available exclusively on the Uber eats app. They just announced that today and they'll also have a BOGO deal on goat cheese balls from sir, which I'm actually kind of excited for. I think I want to like try the goat cheese balls, but anyway, so this is the shirt I'm actually wearing it cause they sent me one. So shout out to shout out to the Uber eats team or, and the boys lie team. So it says one 800 boys lie. And then on the back of it, on the booty, it says call an Uber, not your ex. And I'm like, this is the motto that I need. So this Wednesday you can order these shirts. It's a, a fun oversized vibe. You can order these shirts and you can order BOGO goat cheese balls from sir on the Uber eats app, which I'm ready for. I'm here for it. Let's get it. I'm going to get me some goat cheese balls, and I'm going to eat me some goat cheese balls while I'm watching the Scandal Finale. Okay? It's comfy. I'm ready. Thank you for sending me this shirt. Uber Eats. Shout out. Love ya. Love ya mean it. Um, I'm ready for this finale. I think it's going to be good. Lala's been spilling all sorts of tea about it. and But it's cute because they even have like a special promo where Sheena and Ariana and Lala are re- doing a remix of Good as Gold. Because we're good as gold. 
So that's really cute. I think the ad is supposed to drop on Bravo this week too. So you'll get to, you actually get to see the remixed version with them. I'm like, listen, they're doing Bloomingdale's ads and Uber Eats ads and um, what was it? Emo night ads. So they are making some money these girls and I'm like good for them live your best life listen nobody's gonna be talking about this a year from now so strike while the iron's hot lean into the moment live your best life do it well actually on that note if you guys want to order any of the team Ariana merch or actually any merch that's in our merch store if you use code scandoval scandoval then you'll get 20% off this week all merch in the merch shop for scandoval you can get your team Ariana shirts and have them in time to watch for the reunion. And if you do, make sure you take a pic and send it to me. But the merch is available at justplainzack.com slash shop. Justplainzack.com slash shop. Link is in the description below. So be sure to stock up and get that Sandiball merch. I was thinking, I was like, should I make the merch promo code Sandy Balls? Because I know our last promo code was Rachel. Um, but we'll do 20% off and we'll call it Scandiball. We'll make it boring. We'll make it simple. Scandiball. Okay. All right, let's move over to the Chrisleys because as we know, Julie and Todd Chrisley, they are in prison like Jen Shaw. Um, and apparently they're not doing so hot, which is not, I mean, I'm conflicted about the Chrisleys, right? Because obviously they have been charged with multiple fraud charges, right? tax evasion, bank fraud, you know, all of these charges that have been tackled on against them. And it's unfortunate. I know a lot of people want to believe that they're innocent. And I know the Chrisleys are maintaining that they're innocent. They did go to trial. They were found guilty. They did lose at trial. And it doesn't look like their appeal is looking too promising. So that's where it's a little hard because it's like, Listen, we followed the justice system through. It's not like Jen Shaw, who pled guilty and owned up to it. The Chrisleys are still maintaining their innocence. But they were found guilty, you know, so that's the part that's a little hard and conflicting. Um, but Savannah, their daughter, posted on Instagram for Mother's Day and she said, Mother's Day, this one hit hard. I've been dreading the holidays. First it was Easter, then Dad's birthday, now Mother's Day. And on the 17th, it'll be Gray's 17th birthday. A lot of firsts happening. And frankly, I hate it. I'm angry. I hold it. All in, I hold it all in pretty well. I've mastered the art of compartmentalizing. I may be 25, but I miss my mama so bad. My heart hurts. And she says that, you know, this made her family and her parents stronger. And it's made their bond even stronger. Like, it's hard watching them go through this, right? Like, the Chrisleys are really likable people. And that's where I'm kind of conflicted. Because it's like, yeah, it's, you know, there's the scandal of it all. And like, here's the thing too. And I think Bethany made a really good point about this with Kim Zolciak and Croy, right? Where she said, when you put your life out there and you put your life on reality television and you open yourselves up to it, we're in, we're in it for the good and the bad, right? If you show us all of the good, then we're going to ride with you through all of the bad as well. And so that does come with judgment. That does come with criticism. That does come with people having opinions. Like people are going to have opinions about you flashing your wealth and people are going to have opinions when you have to go to prison because we found out that the wealth wasn't genuine. So I get both sides of the coin, right? And I feel like I want to believe that the Chrisleys are innocent because they say that they're innocent. But at the same time, it's also just like, but they were found guilty, you know? And so 
I don't know if they genuinely genuinely believe that they're innocent or they're trying to mask for it or what the situation is, but it does break my heart to see that they are struggling, you know, and that this does affect their kids. Um, I know they have the little girl, Grace, or Chloe. What's her name? Chloe? Why am I thinking Grace? But they have the little girl, and then they have, you know, Savannah. 25 is still young, you know. Um, Gray is still very young. He's a teenager. These kids still kind of need their parents. Um, I know I was a little rough on Jen Shaw's kids, but, I mean, Jen Shaw's kids are older. They're, you know, 18, I think, is the youngest one, which is still tough and challenging, you know. But, again, she pled guilty and owned up to her crimes. The hard part is the Chrisleys are still very much maintaining their innocence. But even Chase opened up on his podcast about his parents um, and their living conditions in prison because he's tired of people saying that they're like in a posh, uh, posh prisons. He says that their conditions are so or their conditions are so shitty too. like everybody acts like my dad's in some country club. And that's not the case at all. And so he has a podcast. It's called Chase and Birdies. His name is Chase. He said, I mean, they got black mold and my mom's place is even worse. She doesn't even have air conditioning. I mean, I get it. He's young, but like, come on. You, how do you expect to have air conditioning in prison? It's just, you know, we're not staying on vacation, you know, but also I get it because it's like there's the inhumane side of it of like, well, these still are people. I get it that they've committed crimes, but it's like, you know, I don't know. It's complicated. It's layered. It's not black and white. It's a gray situation. Um, but I don't think it's wise for us to also, because I see a lot of people being like, you know, showing so much empathy. I mean, not just empathy, but like wanting to, you know, defend them so much. But it's like, according to the judicial system, they broke the law and they committed crimes and they put themselves behind bars. So we can have empathy for the fact that this is probably really challenging for the families, but also understand that like they broke the law. I know they're saying that they're innocent and they're saying that they didn't, but again, there was a trial. They went to trial. They lost. So it's not that simple as we want to believe that they're innocent because they said that they're innocent. You can say that you're innocent and it doesn't have to doesn't necessarily mean that you are innocent. But the hard part, too, is it doesn't seem like they're adjusting well to prison. Uh, the Daily Mail is claiming that Julie, Julie, she is not well, bitch, in the words of Dorinda. So a source claims that she has broken down in prison and that she's not doing well at all. And she's even starting to lose faith in the appeal and that she feels like Todd uh, is the one that pushed her to commit the crimes to, you know, project this wealth that they were trying to show people that they had. And so she's having a really hard time adjusting to it. And I get it when you live a very posh life and then you suddenly have to go into prison. Like it it is going to be an adjustment, but Savannah revealed that she's keeping daily, daily diaries, Julie, she's keeping daily diaries and, I'm thinking this possibly may be a way for her to write a book in the future. You know, an Andy Cohen diaries style book, diaries from prison. Teresa Judice did that. I'm pretty sure Jen Shaw is going to do something similar to that. Julie, as we know, is currently serving her seven year prison sentence. She's in Lexington, Kentucky. And then we have Todd, who's over in Pensacola, Florida. He has a 12 year prison stint. That's a really long time. Like, that's a really long time. 
again. Look at Jen Shaw. She decided to cut a plea deal and she's only serving six and a half years. And I know she's like living her best life. She's got her jewelry and her earrings. I don't know if they have air conditioning and I don't know about the black mold, but Jen Shaw seems to be living her best life in prison. So she seems to be really embracing this new prison life. And I guess when your circumstances are what they are, you kind of just have to embrace it. It sounds like according to Savannah and her podcast that they're making this new normal their new normal um, and adjusting the best way that they can. So we'll see what happens. But love to Julie. I know it's rough, Julie. And I still think we need to hold you accountable for breaking the law, for breaking some big laws and for essentially stealing $30 million. But, yeah, love to everybody involved. You know, Mother's Day, you know, it's hard, the first Mother's Day, you know, knowing your mom's in prison. I'm sure it's the same thing for Jen Shaw's boys. They still love their mother. That's always going to be their mother. And so, I don't know. I'm just in a compassionate mood today, you guys. (laughs) 1-800-BOYS-LIE. They send you to prison. Ask Teresa Judice. Poor Julie. Julie. But. That's all I got for you, or that's what I got for you this week. Hopefully, you are ready and geared up. You have your popcorn ready. You have your wine ready. Maybe you're doing a spice and margarita. I don't know, but I hope you're ready Uh, because we got some big episodes in Vanderpump land coming up, and then I'm excited because I got Lala Kent live at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood on June 15th, which is my 30th birthday, and I hope you guys come on out to celebrate with us. Again, that's June 15th at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. It's my 30th birthday, and I'm doing a special live taping. I'm going to have my girl Jolene Lenzer back in the show. She's going to be opening it up with a cute little stand-up set. She's going to be killing it like she did last year. She's going to be back. She's going to be my MC for the night. I've got lots of friends in the show. Evan Real from Page Six is going to be in the show. Um, lots of special guests that have confirmed that they're going to be coming out. Chef Stu and Jeff Lewis said that they were going to be coming. MJ from Shaws of Sunset said she's going to be coming. We got lots of um, lots of good, exciting friends in store. So get ready. We have a couple of GA tickets left. Our VIP tickets sold out again. Um, and then we also have some ultra VIP that gives you the VIP package plus my special birthday brunch the next morning. So you get two events. Two events in one. Two fun experiences in one with Ultra VIP. So thank you to Pure Cane because Pure Cane is the reason for the season. They're the reason this event is happening. I'm so grateful to have them by my side. So all of the sweets that night, my birthday cake is going to be sweetened with Pure Cane, which is an all-natural, zero-calorie sweetener. Um, we have BioRay that's going to be hosting the VIP pre-party with some of their tonics that are going to make sure we're looking cute still and keeping it cute and staying healthy and, you know, putting, putting a little liver lover in there. And then we also have uh, Chomps that's going to be sponsoring the live stream. So if you want to live stream the show, if you're not in Los Angeles, but you're in another part of the world and you want to live stream it, you can get live stream tickets now thanks to Chomps, my favorite all-natural protein sticks. They're yummy. Grass-fed beef. We love it. It's good. Thanks, chumps. All right, guys. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.